Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hi guys, welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. Hey. Gwen Flamberg. Well, hello. And I'm your host, Brody Brown, and we are here to talk about, once again, all the hottest celebrity news of the week. We have secret quarantine pregnancies, round two of Cardi B fighting with Carol Baskin, housewives quitting, another Kardashian controversy, another Kardashian check being cut, Machine Gun Kelly recommitting himself to sucking Megan Fox's toes, Kara Santana's new love after splitting with Jesse Metcalf, splits, splits, and more splits, a Brad and Jen reunion, Brad and Angelina duking it out again, Miley Cyrus getting really real, Ellen addressing her workplace issues and allegations, Kanye, Lori Laughlin, and Massimo Junuli. The sentencing is Friday, people, and so, so much more. But before we get into all that, we're going to set intentions for celebrities like we do every week. Things we want them to start doing or stop doing, baby girl. Sarah Huron, who is your intention for? You know, I haven't made an intention for my girl, Olivia Jade, in a minute. (laughs) And in honor of her parents being sentenced to jail on Friday, I have a request. I was reading the memo that the prosecutors gave to the judge before the judge decides if he's going to sign off on the plea deal or not on Friday. And it called some reattention to how Lori and Massimo allegedly instructed Olivia Jade to speak to her guidance counselor. If you forget, Lori Laughlin allegedly texted her daughter that, yes, she should say that USC is her top choice when she's in her meeting with her guidance counselor. But, quote, it might be a flag for the weasel to meddle. To which Massimo responded that her guidance counselor was a nosy bastard. <laughs> to which Lori responded, don't say too much to that man. Uh, so yikes. I believe that Olivia Jade, minutes after her parents get sentenced on Friday, should put up her first YouTube video with an interview with her guidance counselor <laughs> as her first video back to break the internet, to apologize for how she treated this nosy bastard, and to finally speak freely about what happened. Because once her parents are sentenced, I feel as though she should be able to, you know, speak her truth. And I'm ready for it. Maybe she'll just do a FabFitFun unboxing video instead and call it a day. <laughs> I mean, I hope she does something, maybe even like a, a cryptic tweet or a quote. Like, oh, I cryptic feel tweet. as though she needs to post something. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, now she should be free. But as we know, so Massimo is supposed to be sentenced to five months in prison, a $250,000 fine, 250 hours of community service. Lori is hoping she will get two months in prison, 100 hours of community service, and a $150,000 fine. TBD this Friday, if that is confirmed and the judge signs off on it. But likely. 
I will be watching. I will be freaking out. I'm excited to, you know, see them via Zoom. I mean, they're also just guilty of bad parenting. Let's be honest. These are the yeah. ones. Yeah. And I mean, I could go off on a long rant about how any sort of power and money um, privilege will let you get away with horrible, horrible crimes that people are sentenced with. But I won't even go there. Travis- maybe if we're, <laughs> hold on, maybe, maybe if we're lucky after Lori's sentence, she'll give us a tour of their new $9 million downsized mansions. She's doing the um, court <laughs> appearance virtually. Sarah, one thing at a time, baby steps here. Slowly back into the public eye. Travis, who's your intention for? Well, it is for Justin Hartley, but I mean, Brody, if you're not comfortable with people with privilege getting away from things, you're on the wrong podcast. Because <laughs> that's what <laughs> we, we love showcasing those people. <laughs> no, my intention is for Justin Hartley. I think the voice of Sarah Huron and everyone on all of my social media feeds finally got me to watch Selling Sunset. I hated the first two episodes. I thought they were terrible. But when they got enough like money for new outfits and like the show found their footing in season three, fantastic. Chriselle's breakdown, fantastic. But the question that everyone, Justin Hartley needs to say what happened. Everyone's speculating about it. It's all Chriselle's side. She's being really quiet about it. I feel like he's trying to take the high road now that he's a major, you know, non-reality celebrity. But I just want one thing or like one quote how we usually do in Us Weekly when we're like interviewing for them a partnership and they're like, and what happened with Chriselle? And then he tells us, I just need one piece of information of what went wrong. Travis, first of all, welcome, welcome aboard. <laughs> Thank you. Second of all, Weston <laughs> Hartley is fake taking the high road because he had his ex-wife post like a denial for him and some sources close to him. We don't, you know, but we'll see. No, I don't know. No details are in those. It's just general. But third, Kim, how much did you love Us Weekly becoming a topic of conversation on Selling Sunset? Because when we interviewed Heather, we asked about her and Tarek and moving in together and stuff. And then we asked one question about Chriselle. And of course, that was the headline. And they all got into a fight about that. And they were just talking about Us Weekly and name dropping us all over the place. I know. Ooh, and they I thought that. that we were being shady, but we were really just interested in Heather because she was with Tarek. It wasn't like any malice against them. But I did also love that. Listen, when Justin Harley came to Us Weekly... When This Is Us first started, he was very nice and very forthcoming. He also had very big hands. I'm certain that he would tell us what was up if you just got him on the got him on the phone, Trav. Okay, I'm gonna call him up. No, I think he believes that he's sort of in the vein of actors who are very stoic and do not speak about things like this. Like you wouldn't hear Brad Pitt really say like what happened between him and Angelina. It's like sort of peripheral. Oh, do not compare Justin <laughs> Hartley to yeah. Brad. Oh, baby Come girl, on. I just did. Okay. <laughs> in, this house, in this house, we stand Chriselle, and I no. will not let anything no. else happen. Uh-uh. No, in this house, we are longtime passions loyalists, and we will always stand Justin. So take oh, a Brody, seat. Brody, just add it to the list of things you're wrong about. You are my passion for life. Gwen, who's your intention for? My intention is for Kai Gerber... The gorgeous daughter of Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber, who, if you guys don't know, started Casamigos Tequila with George Clooney. <laughs> we do. I had some last night, actually. My God, it's my favorite tequila still. I mean, I love the Rocks Terramana. Still trying to get my hands on it, but I love it. But anyway, here's the deal with Kaya. She is phenomenally beautiful. One of the most successful young models. One of like young Hollywood's it girls. She just dyed her hair herself pink. Did you see this? Did. And she no. did it at home 
virtually with the help virtually of Guido Paolo, who is one of the top hairstylists in the world. But you know what? Kai is so beautiful and I don't want her to mess with her hair. Do you know what you have to do to get your hair pink? You've got to bleach it completely out. The texture is never the same again. I hope she's learning a lesson from her brother, Presley, who got real into face tattoos. Oh, God. All right, no. Kaya, keep it real. Keep she it gorgeous. She doesn't have to go to Fashion Month this year, though, so I think it's like the one time of her life she can sort of make a bold haircut situation. Yeah, well, I don't hair. know. I think there could be some things going on in her life that are making her act out. We'll see. Well, at least she didn't shave her head. Could have Thank God. Another option. Um, my intention is not... It's, it's not for Teddy Mellencamp. It's for the people who are attacking Teddy Mellencamp. Obviously, a fire alarms today when people thought there was a tweet shared by Teddy late last night that had been deleted. It had been picked up by a number of Bravo blogs, and it said, Hope everyone enjoys tonight's episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's a bumpy ride. After three seasons, I've decided to walk away from the show. And so and like, and it kept going. And people were sharing this like, wow, it's the truth, and she must have deleted it. Teddy shared it on her Insta story and said, whoever made this fake tweet and has been posting around, it's not true. Thanks for the extra press. I did not post this. It's Photoshopped and fake. Now, I know Teddy Mellencamp is loathed on Real House of Beverly Hills. I don't totally understand it. I don't know if there's a housewife that's as hated and trolled as cruelly as her. I don't, I don't, Sarah, Travis, you both are loyal watchers. I, I don't get it. But she basically in the last couple of days said on her Insta stories, people are wishing that I would die. And that's like taking it to the next level. And then I'm in some fan group where people were like differentiating between death threats and death wishes. And I was like, you guys, like, and accusing her of like trying to garner sympathy. I'm like, if we're here, you need to take a step back, take a breath and realize it's gotten out of control. I get that you were pissed that she was involved in Puppygate. I get that you're pissed that she's involved in Brandygate, but let it go a little bit. I don't really get it either. I mean, I don't think she's like the greatest housewife of all time, but she's kind of boring. And she does seem to keep getting involved in these things and then kind of trying to backtrack of her involvement. But I don't dislike Teddy. I think she's fine. I think her and Kyle are so close in real life. And I like when housewives are friends in real life. And when you can see that on screen, I think she would be maybe better in a quote unquote friend role because she, you know, that's kind of her, she does a little bit of pot stirring that way. And yes. maybe you don't need to see her all the time, but Great I don't idea. dislike Teddy. I don't yeah. either. She, should be, I don't, she is a friend. She should be a friend. If you had to say who is the most underwhelming housewife of Beverly Hills, I think across the board, everyone would say Teddy. But she's nice. She's cool. I just don't think she can walk a mile in those Louboutins. You know, she just doesn't seem like a real housewife. Yeah, but chill out on the hate and the death wishes, people. There's no, there's really no need. Save your anger for someone who deserves it. Let's dive into some news. <laughs> Ed Sheeran, Cherry, Seaborn, having... A baby, us can confirm per our sources. Our source said Ed would always talk about getting married, having kids. His mom and dad will be great grandparents too. They brought Ed to be up such a lovely person with great respect for everybody. That's so cute. Love it. Love it. Love I also love the news that we confirmed last week. Chrissy Teigen is pregnant. But wow, people were shocked by this because she had her breast implants removed in June. She shared on Twitter this weekend. She had no idea. You take a pregnancy test before you go in for surgery like that. She said it was wrong. She also said she does a pregnancy test every month, just wishfully thinking. And it's always negative. And this time it was positive. And obviously she said this is 
particularly big news for her because Luna, her four-year-old, and Miles, her two-year-old, were conceived with in vitro. So this is the first time they're not using some sort of laboratory help. But exciting. We love Chrissy. but I can't wait to see her bump style with baby number three. Yes. I'm sure she will be excelling there. Candace Acola from Vampire Diaries also announced she's expecting her second child. And if you're a Duggars fan, Kendra and Joe will be a family of five because she Everyone is, is getting pregnant in the queue. Because what else are they doing in the queue? Just fighting know. or, well, I can't say that Breaking word. Breaking up or baby making. Yes. Thank you for, for putting it in a better context. Let's tie up a little loose end from last week. I know we were enjoying that feud that was starting up between Carol Baskin when she tried to, <laughs> of all the things she had to say about the WAP video, of all the incredible things she could say, she was complaining that Cardi and Megan used the cats, the big cats. <laughs> and Cardi said, I'm not going to engage with Carol Baskin on that. Like, that's ridiculous. You know, like, girl, you killed your goddamn husband. <laughs> Damn. How about that? It's fantastic. It's like the best retort I've ever heard. It's so good. And Carol's was weak. She said, when most people are called out for their involvement in cruelty to animals, they know there's no justification to persuade others. So they have to deflect the conversation to something else. Baby, that's not a denial. Yeah. And what about her <laughs> deflecting just, that she killed her husband? <laughs> I hope that Chrissy doesn't go visit Big Cat Rescue because Carol would put some sardine oil in her hair and push her Party, into Yeah. Yeah, no, that that would not be the, that's not, we're not, no, 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 please, no. And, <laughs> and speaking of denials, another Kardashian-Jenner controversy, Kylie was accused of using brown-skinned girl in an Instagram caption where she had written brown-eyed girl. She had a picture of herself in a patterned jumpsuit. And the Shade Room posted the side-by-side, one screenshot they were saying, said it had brown-skinned girl, and then this other one they said she changed it to, to brown-eyed girl. Now, Kylie commented, she said, this is Photoshop, never said this, have a good day. And this reminded me of when Kendall had to speak out and say recently in the last couple months that someone had Photoshopped a Black Lives Matter poster into her hands, and then everyone was using her Photoshop. This is, this is not unique to Kardashians, but not happening to everyday people. I mean, I have two things to say. One, why do we need to create fake Kardashian scandals? Like we have enough real ones or ones that they created themselves. Like I'm over this false narrative. You can hate them for whatever reason you want. You can love them for whatever reason you want, but there's plenty of reasons to do both. We don't need this fake stuff. So people who are making it up, get a life. And two, it brings the interesting attention because Kylie did edit her caption. Originally it was just like emojis and then she changed it to the brown eyed girl caption so it said edited which gave the people the like mm. idea to do it which is interesting because i love that you can edit instagram captions because you know a girl makes a typo after a few drinks however it it's interesting that twitter has never updated theirs to be able to edit it because people think that you would edit tweets and you would change it if something was like getting backlash for being offensive you could change it really quick and like deny that it was ever a thing mm-hmm. so it just brings the attention of should we have edited tweets should we have edited instagram captions i don't know i think we definitely need to mm-hmm. <laughs> We need to be able to, and we need. We we yes, we need to be able to do that on Twitter too. And alas, you cannot. But don't you think that everyone's tweets then will be like everyone will deny that they ever tweeted something when they get caught? That's tweeting true. I guess that is true. But then you have people like photoshopping crazy tweets, like poor Teddy Mellencamp. No, I know, but I mean the best. I mean Twitter's best tool is when you search someone's name with an offensive term and you find their tweets from two thousand and nine. Like that would go away. I don't know any offensive terms, you little bitch. Um, anyhow, speaking of... <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
You know, the listeners think that you actually hate me and that this is a real feud, and that does not just happen. You know, the listeners know that you're my real feud, and and you paid me to be on this podcast. Anyhow, speaking of Kylie. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Sarah. Here, you're the best, and my fingers are not crossed. Speaking of Kylie, her mom, Chris Jenner, get that check, Mama, Mamager. She's she just sold. She's oh my god, don't even joke. She just sold her Hidden Hills home, which she had bought for nine point nine million, um, for fifteen million dollars. She she is bringing home the bacon. Which, Listen, if Chris Jenner knows how to do one thing. It's how to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's a marketing genius. She sure is. We're going to talk about some couplings and relationships because, wow, Bethany, wow. I cannot believe some of these are still going strong. Sarah Huron's favorite couple of the year. <laughs> she just showed me some posters she put up on their wall of them. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are still going strong. And Machine Gun Kelly was asked out on a date via social media, a tweet, And he wrote back, I'm locked in already right now. No dates for me, probably ever. You guys, (laughs) I can't. I mean, they're going to elope by the end of the year. Very possible. I I bet money on it. Uh, I think they're going to elope because she's going to be pregnant by the end of the year. Oh my God. And then uh, someone wrote, I would let Machine Gun Kelly suck my toes maybe. And he said, like I said, I'm only sucking one pair of toes. Hopefully I mean, two you pairs. gotta love love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that'd be one. He can't suck his own pair of toes. He can only one pair of toes. Well, it's just her feet, basically, is what yeah. he's saying. Kara Santana, Travis, your favorite Okay, this is not your favorite couple, but Kara Santana <laughs> is, this was surprising. There were these pictures of her with, at the time, they couldn't ID who it was, a hot mystery man who had a slightly wrinkled pink printed blouse. She was wearing like a man's <laughs> white button down. He had some distinctive tattoos and a source told us that this is Shannon Leto. That's right. Jared Leto's hot older brother. Oh. And, and he's the drummer and, 30 Seconds to Mars. Yes. Yeah, he's yes. his bandmate. I mean, listen, I don't know. I think that this pairing is very unexpected and a little wacky, but I'm not mad at it. Like, I, I think that maybe she needs someone who's, like, cool and offbeat, who obviously must appreciate her for her unique charms. Yeah, there was some sketchy stuff going on with that Jesse Metcalf mm-hmm. engagement, the way it ended. And they had been together forever. And he was like out with those different women in different days. And, you know, he's on the Hallmark Channel now. And he's come a long way since he was John the Gardener. And I just, I, I'm happy for her. Uh, yeah. And then he got linked to some 27 year old Canadian woman, Corin Jamie Lee Clark, a lady who has four names. And we heard that they're just friends. It was just like the whole. I, you know what? I'm happy for her. I'm glad she's dating someone who's kind of famous. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind At least of, yeah. fun for her. Just famous enough where, like, we care. Yeah. But not too famous where it's not going to work out. Right. Like, as a businessman, we're like, nice. everyone says she's, she's a so very, very sweet girl. We were together in Venice on a press trip together. Oh. And I have to say, I, she's a really sweet, good-hearted person. I'm happy and to be happy. On top of that, very pretty. Oh, Very gorgeous. Hot. Too. We need to find Chriselle's version of this 30 seconds from our drummer. God. Ben Affleck's Jesus. brother, who's not Casey. <laughs> no, you guys, I've got it. For Chriselle? What about, what about Army Hammer for Chriselle? 
Oh, that's a uh, Gwen. That's a really good idea. That's really inspired. That's, that. that's totally. very on brand for both of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Gwen, that's so good. okay, Sarah. You need to um, since you are a social media stalker of Chriselle's, you need to tweet that at her and tweet. Yeah, she uh, has replied to me. Like she loves me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, guys, we have an Us Weekly exclusive to talk about now that we're going to get into the splits. Diana Agron and her husband, Winston Marshall, have split after three years of marriage. A source told us they have been living separately since last year, and Diana is back on the market dating. That was unexpected. I don't think anyone was Remembered? looking for this split. I, I mean, we were talking about Diana recently this summer, obviously, because of the tragedy of that involved with Naya Rivera. But yeah. I remember we were the ones who broke the news that these two were dating in 2015. And then we broke the news again when they got married. Breaking so Weekly is obsessed with Diana Agron, like I'm obsessed with Rochelle. Yeah. <laughs> Weekly doubles as a Diana Agron stan account. You know, no biggie. I hope she gets a hot new boyfriend too. Ooh, maybe Army Hammer if it doesn't work out with Rochelle Stroud. <laughs> I think she's a little too young for Army. Oh, uh, Interesting. Guys, what's going on with Casey Musgraves and her ex, Rustin Kelly? I, I, don't, I don't like the social media back and forth. She did not need to wish him a happy birthday on social media. And she wrote the other day, she wrote on Twitter, it is what it is. And he wrote back, it doesn't have to be. So obviously everyone thought they were talking about their divorce and people were thinking, tell me you're getting back together on Twitter. I mean, all I can say is her birthday is coming up on the 21st. She also turns 32. And if he tweets something about how he's in her corner, I'm literally going to vomit all over my computer. I can't you know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they're twin flames and they can't oh stay away from each other. Thank you for channeling your favorite couple and proving me right. Speaking of favorite couples, Gwen's favorite couple, Brad Pitt, Jen Aniston, reunited this week. Oh my God. Coming up this week. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's for, right. Manifesting. For, for a live virtual table read of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I mean, this is a star-studded event that's going to be happening. It's a fundraiser for two different nonprofits. But Shia LaBeouf, Morgan Freeman, Matthew McConaughey, Julia Roberts, Dane Cook, Sean Penn. Oh, cook. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> Brad Pitt and Jen Aniston. I'm like, what? I don't know the last time I've seen them do anything, anything. together other than that like two-minute touch of the Emmys. But like, what? What? I'm really into it. Was the Friends the last part of the Yeah, he was on when he was yeah. the character who made the I Hate Rachel Club on yeah. Friends. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, how did you feel reading about Lily Reinhardt talking about her split from Cole Sprouse? You know, I was pretty shook. And then she tweeted that she was talking in general about depression and not about a specific breakup. And then I was like, this is so Lily Reinhardt. Like, I was so excited that first she was being so honest and open and giving these crazy quotes. And then she denied it like she always does, even though she's only been in one recent breakup in the last three years. So I think we know what you're talking about, Lily. Yeah, I really, I'm not as familiar with her because I don't watch Riverdale and I'm not invested. Travis, are you in, I, into the Lily yeah, Reinhardt? I, I watch Riverdale even though I know it's a terrible show and I hate it, but I do watch it and I'm sort of invested. I don't know why Lily just draws me in. Maybe it's because she came out as bisexual. She did this really cool campaign for Rodarte. So I'm sort of like entranced by her and like can't get enough of everything she says. Yeah, she she was talking about her split. She's like, it was rough and there's no other way through it. I've seen a lot of people when it comes to heartache and grief and break they try to get that void filled with sex, with coke, with food, with drinking, but the void is still there. I dealt with my shit. I faced my pain head on. But Sarah, what you're saying about her claiming, oh, that's not what she was talking about. 
I had no idea she channeled her pain into poetry. And then she told this magazine, she was like, oh, um, don't take my words literally. Like if I'm saying my boyfriend slept with another woman, I'm just saying I felt betrayed. I'm not saying that actually happened. I'm like, what? Like, don't say that. People are all going to think Cole cheated on you. You know that. It's kind of infuriating that way. Like she always says something and then all the Riverdale kids are like this. And it's kind of weird because... They, they, you know, are very famous amongst the teens and I get it and they get, they don't like clickbait and they fight back, but it's kind of like they feed into it and more by like denying things that they literally just said. They're very confusing, but it does make for a messy timeline to follow. So I might have to start reading poetry and go back to honors (laughs) English and do some analysis. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't brag honors. And also KJ Appa's TikTok makes me think like he's having a mental breakdown in New Zealand. He looks unwell. Is there a hot beard on him moment or is that what you know? There's nothing there's nothing hot except for his body. It looks like someone who's like descending into madness. He looks possessed. <laughs> That's hot to me. I need the to check it out. The part is that Riverdale starts up filming again in exactly two weeks, just in time after this interview came out. So maybe we'll get some more drama. Wow. In Canada, right? Yeah, in, in Vancouver. Speaking of disturbing, but actually disturbing relationships, not people talking about details that they then claim aren't related to their past relationship. Poor Hayden Panettiere. We reported that there was a warrant out for Brian Hickerson. He's got new charges after being charged with a felony in his uh, domestic violence case. Apparently, he had direct communication with Hayden, and he was threatening to release certain information if she didn't drop the charges that she has against him. Specifically, he threatened to release videos of her. How horrifying and disgusting. I'm like, she does not have good taste in choosing a partner. Right. She she Blue did not. Challenge. With her choice of partners. Uh, yeah, she should not have gotten with him and been with him, but I think that's the nature of relationships. And when you're in a cyclical, terrible relationship, and he, she you knows she has all this evidence that he was very abusive to her over an extended period of time. Hopefully she will soon have her day in court and he will have no way of contacting her because this is like so bleak and so disturbing. Gwen, does it pain you to see your man, Brad Pitt, duking it out in court with Angelina Jolie? You know, it does, Brody, because I want him to just lean into Brad 2.0. I want him Mm. to, like, get into the next phase of his life. He's done the work. He's sober. It's it's sort of, you know, who knows what's going on with that relationship. You know, I think it really plays into the kids and everything that went down with the kids. But let's get on the other side of this so that everybody can move on. Angelina as well. I would like to see her in a new relationship. I'm very confused. Why are you confused about Sarah? Let it, well, let's because I was, it. I was reading this week's issue of Us Weekly Magazine, as one does. And Oh, you mean our cover story on Brad and Angelina? Yes, yes, that's it's the one. It's juicy and you got. It's yes, really yeah. good. It's really good. And I was reading it and I was, you know, using my, my reading comprehension skills. (laughs) So it sounds to me that she's now like, we have one source saying that she wants the divorce finalized more than anyone, but then she was the one who was trying to get the judge changed because she's saying that the judge has ties to Brad Pitt and his attorneys. But then Brad Pitt's team is saying that the judge knows both of them and he was even at their wedding. So I'm very confused on if she's actually trying to delay it because she's like scared he's going to get custody is he just now, you know, be over-exaggerating how well she knew the judge too? Like, it's all very confusing and you think they would just want this to be over. It's like four years in the making. 
Yeah, it is very confusing. And I mean, I thought her filing to dismiss the judge was sort of straightforward. But then his team, their filing was said Jolie's abrupt cry of judicial bias reeks of bad faith and desperation. I'm like, whoa, he definitely like upped the ante there. And then he said, unfortunately, the individuals hurt most by Jolie's transparently tactical gambit are the party's own children who continue to be deprived of a final resolution to these custody issues. I'm like, uh, you did not really need to bring the kids in here. Like, that's super messy. And a source told us Angelina is the one who filed for divorce. No one wants this divorce finalized more than she does. So sort of scoffing at this allegation that she's trying to hold it up. why wouldn't she just let it finally end with this judge? Like, what is she so scared that this judge is going to do? This judge should not himself. He knows both of them and is friends with them. Like, get off the motherfucking bench. You should not know these people. They're public figures. Like, any judge would sort of know of them. And if the judge has read Us Weekly, which I hope they have, they would know all about the case, any judge. So, you know, we're just like, let's move on. Let's make this happen. You know how long ago they broke up? I remember like it was yesterday. I was a senior in college and I was taking an exam and I looked at my phone afterwards and I was like, Brad and Angelina broke up and I was freaking out that I missed like the whole thing. That's how long ago they split. And by the way, it hurt me that you just said that, Sarah, here. I know. And I kind of did that as a dig to all of you after Brody called me a bitch, but <laughs> uh, I'm using it. I, I knew you were going to get revenge on this very episode. I knew it was coming. I was using it for the listener to understand how long ago that was and how useful I am. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Well, Okay. Our source said that Brad has said Angelina's gone way too far this time. He's left with no other option but to dig in and fight back hard. Now, the really shitty thing here is the source also told us that Maddox, Pax, and Zahara are acutely aware of the back and forth of the divorce. Well, like, that's not totally surprising. They are old enough to get on the internet. Maddox is 19, Pax is 16, Zahara is 15, Shiloh's 14, and the twins are 12. Like, they're not brand new. And the source also said that Pax, Zahara, and Maddox are old enough to choose to, not to see their dad, not seeing him as continue to be what they choose. Yikes. He's a little bit of the John Gosselin in this situation. <gasps> Sarah, you did not like me comparing Justin Hartley to Brad Pitt before, and now you're comparing Brad Pitt to John Goslin. Funny, good. I said what I said. God, you're you are really don't 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 make me call you a bitch again. Okay, moving on to Miley Cyrus. Moving on to Miley Cyrus. Wow, I I know Sarah Travis. This must have resonated with you too, at least. Gwen, I don't think you care as much about this, but Miley Cyrus talking about her split on IG Live while she was promoting new music, her new single "Midnight Sky," and she said, two halves can't make a whole. We're individually just working on ourselves, becoming the people we want to be." And so she's like, "Don't make it some drama story." If next week we hang out, we've been friends for ten years, but she confirmed that she and Cody Simpson have broken up. Are we are we shocked? Are we saddened? I, I can't believe her and Cody Simpson were together longer than her and Liam were married. That is shocking. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Sarah, you're such a little historian this week with Thank all the dates. I appreciate but you. She might have been married to Liam for but a minute. However, yeah, they were together. They were together and very significantly together when she was young. Yes. And she was on the Call Her Daddy podcast, which Travis and I both listened to. And she revealed that Liam was the first man that she had sex with when she was 16. She had been with women before that. She thought Minnie Mouse was hot. Those were the highlights. And when she and her and Liam slept together when she was 16, she lied 
about her experience with men because she didn't want him to think she was a loser. Very relatable. And then, very relatable. And then, very too relatable. Ten year or years later, the person she lied about sleeping with ended up dating one of Liam's friends, which I'm dying to know who this person is. So she had to come clean because it was awkward that Liam thought that she had slept with this person who was dating her friend. You know what? This is why you don't lie because it gets very convoluted. Or if you lie, you just do a better job of it. And a source told us that Miley and Cody broke up because they realized they're better off as friends. They were both really there for each other, especially Cody for Miley after her split from Liam and Cody had really supported Miley. And uh, Miley made it really, really clear in that podcast that she prefers women over men. Like she said that in maybe a hundred different ways and that she's like the dominant one and that she's like obsessed with the mystery girl. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, Travis and I were texting about this because she, Miley said she's been in love three times on the podcast. Obviously one is Liam. I mean, she married him. Mm-hmm. And we think one is definitely, and she said one was a girl. Caitlin Carter. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was Stella Maxwell. We think she's the one <gasps> oh, that got away. We think she's the dream girl that comes in her dreams. That's what yeah. she talked about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the three are, this is a hot take, but I think the three are Liam. Don't say Nick, Nick Jonas. Jonas. Don't say Nick Jonas. It was not Nick Jonas. I think it's Caitlin Carter and absolutely Stella Maxwell is the number one. Travis, did you read her memoir she wrote when she was 16 called Miles to Go? Because there are so many chapters about Nick Jonas, her Prince Charming, and he wrote that song Wedding Bells when she got engaged to Liam. I know they were 14, but that love was so pure in there. No, but now that she's experienced adult love, she knows what real love is. Well, speaking of Liam, a source told us that Miley and Liam haven't talked much since their divorce. Liam was really hurt by Miley moving on with new love interest shortly after they broke up. And our source said Liam kind of has a low opinion of Miley at this point because he was really hurt by things. Well, guess what? We have a high opinion of Miley. (laughs) I am excited to see who she dates next. And I'm actually into that song. Oh, it sounds good. I just can't wait for her to change her hair. No more Billy Idol mullet. I know. Please. Haven't we been through enough, Miley? True. I'll never forget when she cut that bun off her head. That was devastating. She's not afraid to hurt us. R.I.P. Miley's bun. Sarah, this is a story we were both very excited about. Jim Edmonds, Megan King Edmonds, back in the news. I mean, they they have not been on Real Housewives of Orange County for years, unless you're including Megan's cameo last season that was underwhelming and they didn't give her enough. She dressed like a train conductor. Which, yeah, I'm very into that um, look. Anyhow, a source told us that Jim is talking with his legal team about getting full custody of their kids because he's getting increasingly upset that Megan's been out of town during portions of her custodial time. Our source said there have been numerous times when Jim has brought the kids to Megan for a custodial week only to find she's out of town and he has to leave them with Megan's nanny. Now, these two have been going back and forth since they split in October 2019. Oh, that's right. That was a story that Us Weekly broke. And earlier that summer, there was the cheating scandal that they were involved with that Jim denied, but he, you know, had been sexting another lady who was not Megan. So we reached out to Megan to see what she had to say about this source reporting. Sarah, what did she tell us? She had a lot to say. Would you like me to do a monologue? Yes, I would like you to channel your best train conducting Megan K. Gammons, drive the train on home, sir. Wow. I am a working single mother and I have one nanny, one live-in nanny, already off to a bad start, with no plans to hire an additional nanny. 
In the 10 months since Jim walked out on our children and myself, I have left Aspen, Hart, and Hayes with my mother for three days with my nanny helping her. I told Jim I will be out of town for those days, but he told me he couldn't take the custody of the kids because he would also be out of town. But he didn't leave town. In fact, he was partying and binge drinking with his daughter, nanny, girlfriend, and our former nanny, Carly, with whom I believe he had an inappropriate relationship. She denied that, by the way. Carly definitely denied that. Jim even set up a former nanny with a happily married friend of Jim's that evening. And this was not the first time Jim has set up the same former nanny with a married man. This further drives home the tattered value system of this man. (laughs) Additionally, Archie Children's GAL, a court-appointed nanny attorney for our children, knew about me leaving for the three days Jim is questioning. I told her why I had to leave, and she said that it's completely fine, that parents have to go out of town all the time and find coverage for their children. I have had primary custody of my three children since he left us, including when I quarantined them for nine weeks in LA while Jim contracted COVID-19 while partying in Nashville and also infected his entire home. And as much as I hate to bring up the past, as much as I hate to bring up the past, it was Jim who was sending pictures of his penis to another woman on the day the twins were born. And it was Jim who left us and didn't request to see his kids for weeks afterwards. So for Jim to suggest I did anything inappropriate, wrong, or questioning my parenting is quite frankly, not only laughable, but unfortunately in line with the way he has treated and spoken to me. I've kept my mouth shut through months of abuse and I've tried to take the high road knowing this is my children's father and I will have to have some sort of relationship with him for the rest of my life as we work to co-parent. But don't for a second think I don't have all the evidence I need to back up every fact stated above. Wow, very Mm -hmm. good. Sarah, does it make you want to have three young kids and fall in love with a philandering baseball player? No, it makes me literally want to never get married or talk to a professional athlete, but it does make me want Megan to be on Real Houses of Orange County so bad. Bad, really bad, really. She's she's ready for a comeback. You know, she's got all her files, probably on the ladies like she did back in the day. She's got one on Jim. She's probably got one on Kelly. Oh, I Dad. her files. She's yes. like, even though Vicky's not on the show anymore, you know, she's going to, she would come back and throw something in there. Ugh. Just so good. Maybe she can like work her way onto the new season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City since she's dating that guy in Utah. Well, yeah, Jim's rep told us that he wouldn't talk about the custody issues, but he said Jim has seven children, understands that as a parent, you run your life around your children, not the other way around. Megan has continually tried to smear Jim in the press and it seems nothing has changed. God bless it. They're keeping us interested. Thank you guys. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for that. Now please put it back on TV where it belongs. Yeah. Well, guys, big development in the Ellen DeGeneres narrative. She spoke candidly with her staff amid allegations of toxicity on set. Now, we've reported before on a video conference that producers had with their team, but now we have learned and we reported on our website this week that Ellen actually spoke to the team, that producers Ellen and the crew were on a video call this week, and Ellen addressed them and it really boosted their morale. Now, you three don't know this, but we have some leaked audio from that video conference and we are going to reveal that here on the podcast just a little snippet of it um if sean if you can play just a little bit that we the only part that we're allowed to legally play because who's the queen of daytime tv that's right you better put some respect on my name and another thing if you bitches think you're gonna look me in the eye (laughs) just kidding that is not from her call with the stuff that's from brody's call to me (laughs) (laughs) anyhow no what really happened on the call was she opened up our source said she was being real she admitted to being multi-layered 
stars are just like us, and said she has good days and bad days. She said people on the call would know that she has not asked people not to look her in the eyes on set. Our source also said that Ellen explained she's an introvert. Her life kept getting bigger and bigger. She went from no one wanting to back her to her show blowing up. And she encouraged the crew to be not be afraid to address her and say hi. She And she also told them that the three producers who were accused of sexual misconduct and who denied the claims had all been let go from the show. And that it's going to be the best season ever. <laughs> or, or something. It's certainly going to be, I think the tone will definitely be different. I just, I mean, is she still going to end every show with be kind to one another? Or are we at least making sure that that narrative is like fake, admitting that that wasn't real? The, I don't know. The real winners here are all the like families and school teachers and like people with medical disabilities who are going to get like double the money they would have on any other season. The, that would be a nice silver lining to it. The real, I don't know if you could call her a winner, but did you see what Anne Hesh said about Ellen DeGeneres yeah. allegations? Mm. It was very strange. She said, I haven't spoken to Ellen in years. I'd listen to the people who have. Okay, I get that part. But then she said, if I'm standing someplace and I don't like what's going on there and I stay there, it's my fault. Okay, so is she blaming the people who spoke out about this? That doesn't seem right. Yeah. And then she said, so what are the actions that got me there and why can't I get out of it easily if that's not something that I want to be engaged in? Ellen is standing where she walks and that is hers to continue that journey. What, Strange. What is that? I need an interpreter. But do you remember, Sarah, I know you were still in utero, but do you other, do you two remember when these two were together? Yes, what a huge, huge, remember. Yeah. huge, huge deal. They were the most famous queer couple. They met on Oscars night in 1987. Yeah. Anne, in her 2001 book, Call Me Crazy, said that Ellen was the first woman she slept with and the mm -hmm. best sex she had ever had. And this was after she had dated Steve Martin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Steve Martin, we just know, is probably going to be fire in the sack. So that's saying a lot. <laughs> father of the realm, right? Talking about father of the bride like that. <laughs> but they, they, those two were together for three and a half years. And it was like intense. They talked about babies. They said that Anne was going to carry her baby. And then after they split, remember, Anne was found in, she wandered up to a farmhouse in Central California. In a nightgown. In a nightgown. In a nightgown. Um, she told everyone she was God and she was going to take everyone back to heaven <laughs> with her in some sort of spaceship because she Is this had, real or are you messing with us? Oh, it's real. No, it so really real. happened. This is real. Sarah, I, I know you love a good celebrity biography. Check out Call Me Crazy, her 2001 biography. She did an interview with Barbara Walters and she talked all about it. She said that she had battled mental illness all of her life. She linked it back to sexual abuse her father had perpetrated on her, which her family denied. But she said that she developed a fantasy world where her name was Celestia and she she was from another planet and she was able to do anything. Like she was able to, she was reincarnated as a god. She spoke a different language. She had special powers. She couldn't see into the future. And she said in the book, she said to Barbara that, she, that Ellen knew about Celestia too. And like Ellen knew that she thought she could believe, that she could heal people and like speak to the dead. And that she, after the breakup, she said that she had been like directed to go to a place where she would meet a spaceship and to get on the spaceship, she had to take ecstasy. Mm. Wow. That's, yeah. that's call me crazy, Sarah. And it's a book <laughs> made of yeah. paper. Yeah. No. Post, you call her daddy, which is a podcast. Yeah. Thank you. You know, Gwen, I do read a lot of books only written by celebrities. So, <laughs> you know, this one I may, maybe I have to pick up. <laughs> I also oh, think Anne Heche was probably in Indio, California at Coachella. She's like, this is where it is. Yeah. I'm going to take yeah. ecstasy where it's a spaceship. They did, think, <laughs> they did think she was going to some like women's conference in Yosemite. Sarah, you are our resident librarian, but you were trying to come for Travis's historian title this podcast with all your 
dates and facts. But Travis, you are our podcast historian. Please tell us what happened on this day in pop culture history. Well, today I'm only mentioning that Mike Phelps won those eight gold medals just because of what Caitlyn Jenner said after that she was Uh like, had the decathlon bed like single medals, like it would have been me, like F you, Michael Phelps. And I just really liked that. And this one's for Sarah Huron, that today's also the day that the reboot of 90210, the spinoff of Beverly Hills 90210, they did not send out screeners to critics, and they said it was because the show was so terrible they wouldn't let any critics review the show before it went on. Watched all five seasons, loved it. In the first episode is where Meghan Markle gives the character a BJ in the car on the first day of school. I was Mm -hmm. just getting there, I guess. She does do that. She goes right down for the roadhead. And she has also, one line and a scene of Roadhead. Do you remember her line, Sarah? No. Okay, me neither. Um, and so, <laughs> I thought you were going to give it to us. No, I was honestly, the first season of that, I mean, obviously, OG Beverly Hills Nano Snow is by far the best in history making and iconic, but that first season of Nano Snow like, wasn't horrible. Well, critics agreed. Oh, God. Yeah, you can watch, you can watch the, the clip where she really goes down. And it's also in 2000. Not saying this to like age or body shame her, but Roseanne was turned down for Playboy and she posed naked in Gear Magazine with her hands over her breasts and jewels over her vagina in like a full nude spread. And this was notable in 2000 because she had a quote that said, I have no sex drive at all. And I feel like I've been released from prison. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why it was notable? Because of that quote? It was. And she was also starting her own TV show on RoseanneWorld.com where she plays a divorce judge with no experience. And she gets to decide what everyone keeps in the divorce, which was very short lived. Shocked. Um, some, Some breaking speculative news. Oh, no. Page six has photos of Ashley Benson wearing a diamond ring on her left finger with Jeezy. No, please yeah, say it ain't so. Please. So I would it, think Megan and Megan and Michigan Gun Kelly would have done this before me these. Me too. Uh, the, in my mind, we've talked about this before. They're like interchangeable. The same couple, it's yeah. Up and, and like linked, but it's like a race to the altar with those two. And I don't, I don't want a, that race to be happening. Mm-mm. We all lose. We, we all do lose. You know what else I didn't want to be happening? I didn't want Wendy Williams to be wishing her son a happy 20th birthday oh. on Instagram. That by, by sharing all the, all the pictures of his first, like his hair from his first haircut, her cerclage, which I had to look up. That's from like your cervix stitch. It was so if you have a high-risk pregnancy, you might be like delivering early. You have to have a cerclage. Both my sisters had them. But they, did they keep They sew you up. But did they keep the circlage and then upload it to Instagram to wish one of their children a happy birthday? No, nobody actually ever wants to take a picture of that. You have no. to go on bed rest. When you get a circlage, you have to be on bed rest. And then Wendy said she has all of her son's teeth. That's, I don't like that one no, bit. No. As four non-parents, we're the perfect <laughs> to um, judge. But also that's disgusting. Sarah, stop keeping it real. Get out of here. You know what it is time for, though, instead? It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania! That's right, where we step into the imaginary ring and put the celebrities celebrating their birthdays this week into imaginary fights to duke it out with each other. 
to determine a winner. This round of Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania will be refereed by Sean Penn, who turns 60 <laughs> August 17th. He seems like a little bit of a puncher, so I don't want to put him in the <laughs> ring there. Gwen, Kathy Lee Gifford turns 67 on August 16th, and also on August 16th, Angela Bassett turns 62. Who wins? I mean, is I this I even? Know. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry, Kathy. You know, Kathy Lee Gifford, I know she's just getting over the death of Regis Philbin, and yeah. you know, she's had some... She's had some interesting strife in her life, which has probably made her a bit of a mental warrior. But Angela Bassett is Angela freaking Bassett. I know. And she would just take her right. She wouldn't even, she would like have to like, just with like a little tap with one pointer finger, she would throw her right over. Angela Bassett wins. You are correct. Travis Cronin. Hi. Well, Madonna turned 62 on August 16th, Mm -hmm. as we saw from social media, her celebrating... And Demi Lovato turns 28 on August. Engage after just five months. Demi Lovato turns 28 on August 20th. Well, (laughs) Brody, this was a really, really tough fight to call. But I think (laughs) that Demi knows her place and just straight up lied down on the ground and just let Madonna (laughs) have it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Sarah Huron. These two, one could play the stunt double for the other person, so that's why I paired them. Apologies in advance. Giada De Laurentiis turns 50 on August 22nd, and Juliana Rancic turns 46 oh. on August Little 17th. Little people with big heads. You're going to disagree with me, but I am a Juliana stan, so I'm going to give it to her. Oh my gosh. Travis, it's a... 62-year-old Angela Bassett, a 62-year-old Madonna, and a 46-year-old Julian Rancic. Who wins? Oh, God. It's definitely Ramada from Black Panther. Angela Bassett kicks all of their asses. Bye, ladies. So sorry. I hope you had a lovely Jamaican birthday, Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Definitely not you, Julian Rancic. You didn't win. (laughs) Goodbye. You know who is not winning out of this uh, new J. Manuel book? Tyra Tyra Banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, Travis, did you read that book? Uh, Gwen, did I you? did not read the book. No, I read highlights. Sarah, did, have you read it? I know you love a good celebrity tome, but The Wig, The Bitch, and The Meltdown, the new satirical <laughs> novel from J. Manuel, have you checked it out? No, I think I have to add it to my list. Well, there have been some reports that um, Tyra was mad about the book coming out, but a source told us that Tyra was hurt, not angry, when she heard about the book because she really enjoyed her time on set with Jay. Hmm. That's doesn't seem like she enjoyed it quite as much. No, it does not. But you know, I'm sure what both of you, Real Housewives of New York fans, enjoyed Constantine Marulis. I cannot Sarah, get tell us what happened. Me either. So Luann on last week's episode was showing a picture on her phone to Ramona of a guy that she was hooking up with that was also in her show. And Ramona was like, and you don't see the picture on screen. And Ramona was like, oh my God, I went out with him too. And so did Tinsley. We all share too many guys and they were laughing about it. And quickly us Roni fans put together that it was Constantine Maroulis, who they misidentified as a winner of American Idol. He really came in sixth place on season four, I believe. And then Us Weekly got that confirmation from Constantine's rep that he was he was the one they were talking about and he was pleased about it. Yes, he was he was pleased about it and he's continued to talk about it. You know who was not pleased about something? Michael Costello, when he got into the comments Ooh. on a Kylie Jenner Instagram post. And he was saying that she's not crediting designers correctly. And then also Lala Kent chimed in. Gwen, what happened here? 
So, you know, Kylie turned the ripe old age of 23 last week. And she, of course, she posted a lot of pictures from her birthday. She was in a gown that said the numbers 23 and bling. But she also posted a picture in a be- bejeweled dress that was very fabulous. The Balmain. Piece of art right? That was designed for her by Olivier Roosting for Balmain. And she thanked him, tagged him. And really, it was just a beautiful post of her dress. But Michael Costello, you know, was on Project Runway. I don't remember which season. Do you remember which season? No, Trump? but he's dressed Beyonce and J-Lo and Chloe Oh, now. he dresses so like many, many top celebs. He commented on this picture that he liked the dress, but wouldn't it be nice if she would have credited the time that he made a dress for her and other small designers He had a beef with the fact that she always credits her glam squad, hair and makeup, but she doesn't always credit the designers, especially if they are lesser known. Or if she's not getting paid. True. Warranted, but it came across as as a little bit of a, why are you coming after Kylie? You know, she has the right to post what she wants to write. She's a businesswoman. Like, you got to get the money to pay her to tag you. She doesn't like have this too. This too. Anyway, Lala Kent, who is a friend of the Kardashians, she came forward to say that he refused to make her a wedding dress. And you know why was he picking on Kylie when he wasn't very nice to her? Mm, but the story doesn't end there. Uh, no, it doesn't. Michael's response was that he would have loved to have made Lala's wedding dress, but she wanted him to make her a nine thousand dollar wedding dress for free in exchange for a post. Now that's not right. That's not right. No. It's just not not right. right. That's not right. right. So the moral of the story is, it's a doggy dog world out there on social media (laughs) and influencing. It is a doggy dog world. Speaking of social media, did you see when Kanye, uh, he was tweeting, he said, I'm not going to use the snake emoji because you know why. I'm not sure if Christians are allowed to use snake emojis. I don't know about the Christian part of that, but it was bringing up this Taylor Swift feud in the past. And I was like, please. And then people thought it might be about Kim. Then he tweeted something about, I know my mom and Kamala Harris have been friends. Congratulations on being the Democratic vice president nominee. All love and respect for the future president. It's an honor to run against you. I'm like, Kanye, I can't believe you're still running. Like, why is this happening? He's going to get, like, way too many votes if he continues Uh, in this path. It's, you know what, people do love somebody who goes to the beat of their own drummer. And on a good note, Kim is, per source, focused on healing her relationship with Kanye. They've been busy taking care of the kids and him. She's been helping and supporting him a ton. We've heard from our sources they're in a better place. And Kanye was at a... Chick-fil-A with Steve Harvey. And, and the owners of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know, Which, he has that song, You're My Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I know Brielle Berman is also a huge fan of Chick-fil-A, but I have a bad taste in my mouth when I think of Chick-fil-A. Not because their chicken sucks, it's delish, but because of their past homophobic policies. Well, on that note, guys, it is time for 25 Things You Don't Know About Yay. Me. It's where I go into the archive, pull up, an old issue, and my co-hosts try, and lately have often succeeded because I am getting weak in quarantine, to guess who we did this 25 Things You Don't Know About Me with feature at the time. This issue is from February 2011. I hope we haven't done it before. If we have, I will be humiliated, per usual. (laughs) Number one, I cannot make a decent cup of coffee. Number two, I'm an enormous indie music fan. Number three, 
I love to jump out of airplanes. Number four, I've trained my husband to use as many face creams as I do. Number five, my middle name is Dominica. It means Sunday. Number six, I'm a lousy whistler. Number seven, I'll skip. Number eight, I've never watched myself on television. Number nine, my husband is a hell of a mixologist. Number America No. Number 10, sadly, I don't have any nicknames. Number 11. Ashley Green. No. Number 11, I can't go to bed unless the sofa pillows are fluffed and the dishes are put away. Number 12, my blank have gone into outer space on a shuttle. Number 13, I'm an amateur photographer. If I wasn't working in blank, that's probably what I would have done. All right. I mean, the blanks this week are out of control. What? Number 14. (laughs) Number 14. Number 14. I am infamous for setting toast on fire. Number 15. I don't love mayonnaise, but I'm obsessed with deviled eggs. I've probably written about 50 different stuffed egg recipes. Number 16. Austin is my second favorite city in America. It's utopia. Rachel Ray. Oh, how did you know? Chef and and Austin. I don't know. Wow. I remember seeing wow. her talk about Austin. All right, what's my planner. prize? Wait, Wait what is she bringing to A bottle of Terramana tequila? Do you, do you want this empty um, ice cream <laughs> container I had just before? Wow, Gwen, that was impressive. I know I need to get a new prize for next week because now you guys are getting so good. It's unbelievable. That it was needs, awesome, Gwen. To be rewarded. Gwen, that was a great job. It was for 30-minute meals that I've gone into outer space on a shuttle. <laughs> that's so cool that was cool well done Gwen well done Sarah well done Travis and that is it for today thank you for joining our Hot Hollywood podcast this week we hope that you join us again next week because we hope you are enjoying your time with us and maybe even learning something from it because we do try to deliver the hottest most relevant news to you each week please share like subscribe tell a friend about this weekly news podcast and please tell us find us on social media and let us know your thoughts what you want to hear more of or maybe who you want to hear from Otherwise, we hope you join us again next week on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. So long and farewell until next week. Bye-bye. Bye.